to stand. You can stand for the reading of God's Word. Uh, we're going to read just a couple verses of Scripture. We are focusing today on home Bible studies and community engagement. These are ministries that take place at Tree of Life Church. And as you know, we're going to be focusing on ministries uh, throughout the course of the next several weeks because we want to be engaged in the work of the Lord. You know, the devil tried to throw the whole church off in 2020. All around the world, he tried to, he tried to throw some opposition into our path. But I'm going to tell you something. The Lord said upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is nothing the enemy can bring against God's people that can withstand the purpose and the power of God in the church. So we're focusing on ministries. And today we're focusing on home Bible study ministries and community engagement ministries as we continue our focus on uh, servant leadership and ministry involvement. Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse 31, we're just going to read two verses of Scripture. Another parable put Jesus forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, oh hallelujah, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. I want to speak to you today on the subject, the power of a planted seed. The power of a planted seed. Would you lift your voice with us again as we go into the word of the Lord? Just ask God's blessing upon the preaching of his word. Lord, we thank you for every person that has gathered in this place. We ask your blessing upon us. We ask your work to be done. We ask your word to go forth. Lord, not returning void, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you all glory in the precious name of Jesus. And the church said, in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. God chose the concept of a small seed to describe one of the ways that his kingdom works. Now, you have to know that he was in the process in Matthew chapter 13, not just in Matthew, but in the synoptic gospels, he describes the kingdom of heaven in various parabolic Manners and, and one of the ways that he does so in Matthew chapter 13 is, is as a small seed. He describes the kingdom of heaven as being like a man who took the grain of a mustard seed and sowed it in his field. That's very important. He sowed the grain of a mustard seed in his field. He had a field. And he sowed the grain of mustard seed in his field. Jesus takes the time to say that in that moment, this was the least of all seeds. This was, this was insignificant. You could lose this grain of a mustard seed if you weren't careful. Don't put it in your pocket. It'll get lost in the wash. It'll, it, it's easy to lose track of something so small, so insignificant. Doesn't, doesn't really feel like it will amount to much. But the ground that God designed was designed to interact with that seed in a miraculous way. God created the seed and God created the ground in which the seed would be planted. And so God moved upon this man to deposit the seed into the earth. And when he did, something miraculous began to happen. Now it didn't happen right away. It, it did. It did happen right away, but you couldn't see the progress right away. 
Little did the man know that the moment he put the seed into the ground, something, something started happening. Under the surface. Not, not available to the eye of man, but something began to happen under the surface. That seed began to be moved upon by the forces of, of the ground in which it was deposited. And Jesus said, when it underwent all of the processes involved with the seed breaking open and breaking forth and coming up and growing. When it was grown, it was the greatest among herbs. It went from being the least of all seeds to becoming the greatest of all herbs. A tree, a tree in which the birds of the air could fly and lodge in the branches of this tree. Yeah, that, that little thing that could have got lost in the laundry became a mighty tree, the branches of which stretched out and made way for the birds of the air to be able to lodge in the branches thereof. Now, Jesus didn't just share that parable about the seed. There was another parable. And, and this particular parable had to do with the man that went forth to sow seed. Again, he's talking about seed. He said that this man, when he went forth to sow the seed, just sowed it indiscriminately. Didn't really pay attention to where all he was throwing it. He broadcast the seed. When we talk about a broadcast, like a radio broadcast, or a podcast broadcast, or a live stream broadcast. We're so thankful to everybody tuning in via live stream this morning. God bless you. We love you. Praying for you. Glad you're here today. When we talk about broadcast, it's similar to the way this man went forth to sow the seed. He, brought, he cast it broadly. And it fell everywhere. It, some fell on shallow ground. Some fell on thorny ground, some fell by the wayside, and some fell upon good ground. Ground that was tilled up, ready to receive the seed. Ground that had had depth of earth placed within it. Ground that had been cleared of thorns and briars. Ground that had been, had been broken up in order to receive the seed and that good ground brought forth what the seed was capable of producing. The disciples hearing these parables, they, they looked at him and they said, Can you declare unto us the parable of the sower? Because it's a great agriculture lesson, but you said it's like the kingdom of heaven. And, and we want to know, what do you mean this is like the kingdom of heaven? Declare unto us the parable of the sower. And Jesus, oh hallelujah, began to describe and to detail to his disciples all the ins and the outs and the metaphors and the allegory of this parable of the sower. He told them which character in the parable was the devil. He told them which character in the parable was was those who would not receive the word, those who received the word for a short while and ultimately rejected it, those who were too scorched in life to receive the word. And, and then he explained to them what the good ground was. And then he explained to them that seed, that seed that I'm talking to you about. Yeah, I've called it the grain of a mustard seed in other parables. Yes, I know I talk about a sower that went forth to sow this seed. But, but the seed in the parable is the word of God. I'm trying to tell you that when you go forth into this world, you are equipped with something so powerful. You are equipped with the word of Almighty God. The word that framed the worlds in which we live. The word that established the floods and the waters and the bounds of their habitation. The word 
I have given to you the word of my mouth. I have put it not only in your hand, but I have put it in your mind. And I've not only put it in your mind, I've put it in your heart. And when you go forth into this world, you go forth not of yourselves and not by your own power, but you go forth with the word. Tree of Life Church, I want you to understand when we go forth today, we go forth with the word. Hallelujah. You know, you know, I'm actually very stage fright. I don't like talking in front of crowds. It, it, it bothers me. I'm not, I don't know how to do it. But I have confidence this morning because I'm not preaching to you my own opinions. I'm preaching to you the word. Oh, I can talk about the word. There's power in the word. There's authority in the word. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And he said, I want my disciples to be like the sower that went forth to sow the word. I want you to cast it indiscriminately. Just start throwing it everywhere. Just reach into that satchel, pull out a great big handful of grain and start casting that seed. Don't care whether it falls on good ground, scorched ground, thorny ground, or whether it falls on shallow ground. Just pour it out. Cast it out. Give it to whosoever will because there's power in a planted seed. You and I don't get to determine what is good ground, what is shallow ground, what is thorny ground, what is the wayside ground. There are people who you would be shocked that God has been breaking up the fallow ground of their heart for a long time. He has been working on them. Hallelujah. He has been moving in their life. He has been speaking to them. He has even allowed them to go through difficult circumstances because he is allowing the soil to be developed ripened, created to such a degree that when the seed goes forth, oh hallelujah, it will find good ground. I don't know who all is listening to me right now. I don't know who's listening on Facebook, on YouTube, who's sitting in their seat listening to me, who's sitting in their living room, or who's listening to this one year from now. But they're going to hear Jesus is the answer and it's going to do something to their soul. Because there's power in the planted seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to preach the comfort of the Holy Ghost. We're going to preach the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to preach the salvation that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to declare that he is holy. That he is worthy. That there is none like unto him. And the seed will go forth. God, I'm telling you, some of the, there could be somebody right now who is low down in their life. They are desperate and despondent. They are despairing and they are struggling. And a year and a half from this very day, they can hear this message through a CD or a podcast or a broadcast and God do something in their heart. You might not hear from them until 10 years from now and the Lord has raised them up as a powerful vessel for His glory. You and I hear what I'm talking about. I'm saying there's power in the planted seed don't underestimate seed that goes forth don't underestimate the working of God that occurs when seed enters the soil of a human soul yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, no stop trying to figure it out stop trying to figure out well will they receive it I don't believe they will I know them no, no stop that you're you're limiting the power of the seed God will give that soul and trust that soul into the hands of someone who believes in the power of God. To someone who believes in the word of God. To someone who believes in the power of the Holy Ghost. Because he knows the power of a planted seed. The Apostle Paul talked about this seed. He, 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 he took the analogy as well and brought it to the Corinthian church and explained to them it's, it, it's, it's almost a team effort, he said. He said, one plants the seed and then another waters the seed and then God gives the increase. 
You're not responsible for the increase. You're responsible for the planting and the watering. My Bible tells me, Brother Colbert, that if you go forth bearing precious seed, hallelujah, if you go forth in tears, you will reap in joy. If you go forth with precious seed, you will doubtless, doubtless, I wish I could give to the Holy Ghost. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm planting seed. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. What are you doing? We're planting seed. Hallelujah. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. We're planting seed. By grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're planting seed. But we don't just plant seed, we water seed. We water the seed with with time spent, with people, with prayer, fasting, weeping, those tears of weeping and intercessory prayer, water the seed that has been planted in the soil. The sunlight of God's presence begins to shine on the seed that has been planted in the soil. And ladies and gentlemen, a miracle starts happening. There's something under the surface. Don't be discouraged that you planted. God takes note of it. Yes, he does. God sees the seed that you plant. Thank you, Jesus. And be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I know we quote that sometimes as a word of warning. Kind of like, hey, hey, hey. Don't be deceived. God's not mocked. You sow the wild oats, you're going to reap something. I know that's how we normally plant it, but it's true in all cases of the law of the harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. If you put seed in the ground and you water that seed with prayer, God is going to give the increase. I said God is going to give the increase. Listen, we weren't called out of darkness into this marvelous light so that we could sit on a pew and be entertained. We were called out of darkness into this marvelous light so that each and every one of us would preach the gospel to every creature. Who are you preaching to? Pastor, I could never stand behind that pulpit. I'm not talking about a pulpit. I'm talking about the gospel. You look at these, you look at the word of the Lord and the acts of the apostles and how the word of God was carried. They're in a position. God has broken up the fallow ground of our nation. People know that they need God. They understand now more than ever the fragility of this world. How this world is spinning when left to its own devices. Spinning and spiraling out of control. But God, who is rich in mercy, this is the moment he'll speak to their heart. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. There are people you've prayed for for years that are hungry right now. Reach out to them. Plant the seed. Hallelujah, plant the seed. Paul said, Paul plants. Paulus waters, God gives the increase. Or Apollos plants, Paul waters, God gives the increase. Just one plants, one waters, God gives the increase. He says, some say I'm baptized of Paul. Some say I'm baptized of Apollos. He said, listen, we're in this thing together. It's interesting he should talk about that man, Apollos. Because Apollos was an interesting character in the word of the Lord. The Bible said that he was fervent in spirit. That he was eloquent. This was nobody's slacker. Hallelujah. This man was an amazing man who was able to speak the word of the Lord. The Bible said, but he only knew the baptism of John, which was a baptism of water unto repentance. There are many people in our world who only understand the power of repentance. And we have apostolic Jesus name people 
who look upon them and think I, they, they, they don't need anything else. They, they understand repentance. They've got it figured out. They're fine. I'll tune into them. I'll follow them on Twitter. I'll listen to them on YouTube and let them feed me. Aquila and Priscilla are listening to him teach and they say, yes, he's fervent in the spirit. Yes, he's mighty in the scriptures. Yes, he teaches diligently the things of the Lord. Yes, he's instructed in the way of the Lord, but he only knows about repentance. Do you know what the Bible says Aquila and Priscilla did? While he began speaking boldly in the synagogue, when Aquila and Priscilla heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Let me say something to you, child of God. We have something to give to this world. And we have something even to give to the religious world. Do you hear what I'm saying? We understand the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We know that you must be buried. Buried in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't tell me it doesn't matter when that's the only way the apostles would baptize. It matters. That's the covenant name that is placed upon our heart. And we have an understanding that you must be filled, filled, filled. Not just moved upon, but filled with the Holy Ghost. Anybody believe that this morning? Hallelujah. If you walk into this church, if you tune into this, or if we're in a conversation, we're going to say it unequivocally. Repent from your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't let tradition deceive you. Be baptized in the only saving name, the name of Jesus Christ, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when you get it, you're going to talk in tongues. Glory to God. Sorry, I'm not preaching anything else. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to get up and lie to people. Just because society says that's a strange thing. It's in the word of God. And when society's on fire, this is still going to stand. So I'm not preaching anything else. I know that when you receive his spirit, you'll speak in tongues. I know that when you go down in his name, your sins are washed away. I'm responsible to preach his word, so I'm going to preach his word, because on judgment, I'm not answering to society. I'm answering to him, and I'm going to plant this seed in the heart of whoever will listen. His word has the power. His word is enough. In the name of the Lord, receive ye the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Apollos goes on. To become a partner with Paul in the preaching of the word to the Gentile nations. To where Paul is saying, he's with me, planting and watering and seeing God give the increase. And yet at one point, he only knew the baptism of John. Hallelujah. You know who spoke to him was Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila and Priscilla didn't always know this way. The Bible said that Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth in Acts 18 and 1. Found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontius, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. Claudius commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. Looks like, a, looks like persecution. Looks like, looks like a problem. You know when the... Immigration from the Middle Eastern nations started happening in Europe. And great hundreds of thousands of uh, immigrants started to come across into Europe. And, and, and it was a, a challenge for the European nations to try to, to juggle. The American missionaries started giving praise to God. Because they said, you know what, we have, we, we have a really hard time reaching them in those nations. Because those nations are so, so... Uh, strong arming of the people who seek God. So you have to go underground and go under the radar in those nations. But look what God has done. He's allowed them to come into borders of nations where you can freely preach the gospel. So we're going to take advantage of this moment. That's what Paul did in Acts chapter 18. He said Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. And, and so Paul said, come on. I'll speak to you the word of the Lord. And because he was of the same craft 
They worked at the same job. They had something in common because they were of the same craft. He abode with them and wrought for by their occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was present in the Spirit, testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Paul converted Aquila and Priscilla to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Aquila and Priscilla converted Apollos to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of a planted seed. Pastor, I don't know that I could do it like that. Don't stop. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. God has anointed you. Hallelujah. He has put the word of faith nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Do you know where the seed is? You want me to tell you where the seed is? The seed is in the fruit. You may give you a little help in understanding how to reach somebody with the seed that is the word of God. The seed, which is the word of God, is in the fruit of the spirit. That's how you know what a fruit is. A fruit is a fruit because of the seed that's in it. Oh, hallelujah. I know it's, I know it's early and people are tired, but I'm going to preach it. So, The seed is in the grape. And, and you know what? You may not want to accept zucchini as a fruit, but it is because it has seed. You might not want to accept cucumber as a fruit, but it is because it has seed. You might not want to accept tomato as a fruit, but it is because it has seed. Let me tell you what else. Other fruits have seed. Love has seed. Joy has seed. Peace has seed. Gentleness has seed. Goodness has seed. Faith has seed. Meekness has seed. Temperance has seed. When you show love and meekness and temperance and gentleness, you are depositing the seed into the soil. <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand the book of Daniel, Ezekiel, and Revelation, and I don't know how to piece together all the timelines. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Let the seed that's in the fruit come forth and let it deposit itself into someone's soul. There's power in the planted seed. Thank you, Jesus. How many love it when Brother Jared comes dancing up here? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! There was a time when Brother Jared didn't know the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he worked at a gas station with Brother Joe Lee. You know I miss all of us all being together because I'd have both of them stand up right now. Brother Jared didn't used to dance before the Lord, but he had ongoing, ongoing conversations with his co-worker, Brother Joe Lee. And, and the more that they conversed, and there were, these became debates. They were friends, but there was, there was a debate going on. And the Spirit of the Lord began to work on the seed that was planted inside of his soul. And God got a hold of his heart. He repented of his sins, was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And now he's raising his family in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and dancing for joy in this house. That's the power of a planted seed. Hallelujah. Glory to God, Brother Dan Diley. I'm so glad to see you dedicating your grandbaby unto the Lord today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I wish Brother Jesse Artis was here, who witnessed to you, who gave you the word of life, who deposited the seed into your heart. He's here. He'll be here at 1130, and if you're here at 1130, you'll hear him. He'll be shouting out, glory to God, in the middle of the preaching. Hallelujah. Because there's seed that has been planted, and the seed grows into a mighty tree. And now your children and your children's children are becoming trees. Sister Desiree Dixon will be here at the 1130 service, and so will Sister Amanda Lloyd. But there was a time when Sister Desiree, who also just had a precious baby, raising her children in the truth of the living God. There was a time when she didn't serve the Lord. But Sister Amanda Lloyd witnessed to her. She deposited the seed into her heart. And now she and her family have become a tree of life. 
the power of a planted seed. I could go on. There are more examples. I want you to understand. You don't have to figure it all out. Just sow the seed. Sow the seed. Sow the seed. And let God give the increase. Hallelujah. Brother Billy Cole preached to, to hundreds of thousands of people in Ethiopia. And as he stood there and he declared by the authority of the word of God and the power of Jesus' name, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And there were probably seven translators that had to each translate what he said because of the multitude of nations that had gathered together into Ethiopia to hear the word of the Lord. And, and 70,000 people would receive the Holy Ghost on an annual basis. Miracles, signs and wonders, people would be raised from the dead. All of that happened in Ethiopia. But that's not where it started. That's what it became. It started because Philip was carried away by the Spirit to a chariot where an Ethiopian eunuch was reading from the book of Isaiah but didn't understand what he read. And Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I accept some man should guide me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, Philip wasn't standing behind a pulpit. He had just finished preaching to the Samaritans and baptizing them all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It was a glorious revival. And that revival to the Samaritans was now reduced to the revival of one man. And he began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And when he finished preaching Jesus, they came up on some water. And the Ethiopian eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you may be baptized. And he baptized him in those waters. The Ethiopian church, the Ethiopian government allowed the United Pentecostal Church into the nation of Ethiopia. Because their tradition tells them that the Ethiopian eunuch was baptized in the the name of Jesus and when the United Pentecostal Church came they said we baptize in the name of Jesus and the government said you're welcome to come in hallelujah my grandfather helped negotiate that entrance into the nation of Ethiopia it started with one man sitting in a chariot Philip baptized him and the Bible says that the eunuch went his way and Philip went his way and saw him no more how are you supposed to win somebody that you see no more? How are you supposed to disciple somebody that you see no more? He did, couldn't text him, couldn't email him, couldn't at him on Twitter. How are you supposed to do that when you see somebody no more? It's the power of the planted seed. Glory to God. God begins to give the increase. You don't even know where the seed is going. It's just going. <laughs> it's just going. Hallelujah. It's just going. Preach it, man. Teach it, child of God. Give the word to whosoever will. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I preached at the Ohio Midwinter Conference in 2003. It was a great meeting. Hundreds, hundreds of young people, well over 1,500, 2,000 young people gathered together in Columbus, Ohio, 2003. They asked me if I could come and preach, and I did. I went and preached, and man, I was ready. I couldn't wait to get up there and preach. I was going to preach. I had a message. Man, I couldn't wait to preach it. It was a, it was one. I'd preached at other places. I was going to get up there, and I was going to preach that thing. Man, I could already see what I was going to do, man. We were going to hang from chandeliers, climb walls. <laughs> kind of sounds scary when you talk about it, but we were going to kick over chairs. Man, we were going to have a Holy Ghost time. I started preaching and fell flat on my face. People, it's like I wasn't even there. I mean, people were, people didn't even have cell phones yet, and they were checking their cell phones. People were checking out. I walked away from that service, and I said, I preached on the oneness of God, the mighty God in Jesus Christ. I walked away from that service really humbled <laughs> and saying, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did wrong. Maybe I was 
crowd going in, I don't know, but I, that, was, that was embarrassing. That was tough. And I, uh, and I struggled with that for just a couple of days. You get over it. It happens, that's, it happens a lot more than that, that time, so you have to get over it. About 10 years later, I walked onto the campus of Ohio State University for a panel discussion that I'd been invited to participate in. And one of the young ministers that was there to, to, to host the event hosted me and, and, and met me at the entrance. And he said, Brother Urshan, he said, um, it's a, he said, it's a pleasure to meet you. He said, do you remember preaching at Ohio Midwinter in 2003? I said, yeah, I do. Do you remember me preaching? Does anybody remember me preaching in Ohio Midwinter 2003? And he said, he said, yeah, he said, I was there. He said that was my first time to a Pentecostal service. He said, I walked in that night as an atheist. And I repented of my sins. He said, I'm now overseeing Bible quizzing for the Ohio district. The Lord spoke to me and said, see, if you'll just trust me. You wanted people hanging from chandeliers, kicking over chairs, knocking down walls, holy rolling. And I was more interested in one skeptic. I just wanted him to hear a clear and certain sound. He might not have been able to hear it if you were kicking over chairs, but I shut everything you, I shut your ego down so he could hear my word. Is that all right with you, Joel, if I just... Remove your ego and let him hear the word. You don't know the power of a planted seed. You just, you just got to sow it and trust that God will give the increase. You're reducing your understanding of God's power to your estimation of your own. And that's not the way it works. You have to trust the power of his word. It can come through. His word is so powerful that his word can come through your mouth. And touch somebody's life. Even if you don't see it. Even if you don't know it's happening. It's happening. And you'll know in eternity that it happened. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Will you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you precious Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. We talk a lot about the planting of seeds. We've done it in Ready Now. We've planted financial seeds, and we've seen God exponentially grow. We're approaching $2.5 million now. Hallelujah. Last week, there was over $22,000 given to the Ready Now campaign. Can we give God the praise for that? Hallelujah. And the week before that, another $22,000 came in. We need to give God praise for that. It's happening week after week, more and more people are planting more and more seeds. You want to know why? Because we've got to build a building so that we can bring the hungry people who need Jesus into this house. Stand with me right now in the presence of the Lord. We're so blessed at Tree of Life Church. Today we're talking about community engagement and home Bible studies. Before we respond to the word of the Lord, and I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch because we have a second service coming up. But I want Brother Fazel Colbert to come and Brother Dan Wilson to come. Brother Dan and Sister Shalina Wilson oversee our community engagement. Brother Fazel and Sister Mildred Colbert oversee our home Bible studies. We're so blessed to have Brother Colbert who has founded Kingdom Life Ministries. Where we teach the word of God to people through home Bible studies. He and I are getting ready to leave in just a few weeks to go to Jonesboro, Arkansas to conduct home Bible study seminars. I want him to come right now, Brother Wilson, and share with you briefly the, the way that you can be involved in home Bible studies and community engagement. Brother Colbreth, let's receive him with a hand clap of appreciation. Amen. Amen. Genesis 8 and 22 tells us while the earth remaineth. Seed time and harvest time, day and night, cold and heat. Some others says it shall not cease. 
we as a ministry, we as a kingdom of God are involved in a perpetual process. Everybody say a perpetual process. Perpetual process. We are involved in a, a perpetual process. Everybody say a perpetual process. That process involves us sharing the word of God, planting a seed like pastor had ministered. Many times believers are apprehensive about planting seeds because we don't feel that we are equipped. But I'm here to tell you, God has equipped us. God has empowered us. And we have been released by the power of his spirit. Our evangelism ministry is, is strictly focused upon training believers, empowering believers through the knowledge empowering believers through the tools, empowering believers through home Bible studies. After service today, we are inviting you all to the fellowship hall to view some of the material. We are inviting you to sign up so that you can become a part of this because every last one of us have a seed that is in us, a seed of love, a seed of gentleness, a seed of kindness, a seed of meekness to plant in somebody, to minister to somebody, to fill the will of God. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 16, and the Lord went with them confirming his word with signs following. We have a responsibility, but we have a power residing on the inside of us. Copy hands to the Lord as Brother Wilson comes. Thank you, Pastor, for giving us a couple brief moments to describe the community engagement ministry. Uh, what is the community engagement ministry? Just basically what it, what it says, just anything that we can do to engage in the community, to reach out to them, and to let them know that Tree of Life Church is here, that Tree of Life Church cares, and Tree of Life Church is a place where you can come to experience Christ. We heard about planting the seed here today. We have a dynamic, amazing church here with great ministries that we've heard about and we're going to continue to hear about. We've got a place where visitors come and, and have greeters that greet them with, with love and warmth and make them feel welcome. We've got praise and worship teams that, that bring in the, the Spirit of God and bring in that atmosphere where visitors can come in and, and worship Christ in, in maybe a way that they haven't before. Amazing Sunday school ministries and teachers who, who reach out to, to their children and, and teach them about a God they may never heard about before. We've got a dynamic and anointed pastor who preaches the word and, and, and draws people into him. The ground is ready for the seed. We just need to get people into this building to allow the seed to be planted. And, and, and that's what we're about. That's, that's, that's why we're here. Um, just any way that we can do that. In the past, we've done things such as Thanksgiving baskets for, for needy families, allowing them to experience Thanksgiving. The angel tree for gifts to, to, to children of incarcerated parents. Uh, we've, we've done Paint the Town. Where we're painting houses for people who, who are unable financially and physically to do so. And I know sometimes it's easy for us to think that, you know, do I really make a difference? Can I make an impact in the kingdom of God? Well, every single time that you volunteer to go paint a house for, for some family that, that w would like to have their house beautified and, 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 and be a, a beauty to the neighborhood but can't do so, you make a difference. Every time you buy that item for the Thanksgiving basket or, or you make that monetary donation, you make a difference. Every time you're a part of a, of a community event like the Easter egg hunt to show the city of Montgomery that we're here and that we care, you make a difference. And, and so I just want to thank you for, for all of your support throughout the years. And we're going to continue to look for new and engaging ways to let not only Montgomery, but the city of Cincinnati know the Tree of Life is here, Tree of Life cares, and Tree of Life is a place where you can experience God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know that through Christ all things are possible. I know that we're supposed to, to dream big. What I would like to see is, is, is years down the road as we continue to grow and, and, and people and finances that when people around the city think of, of organizations in the city that make an impact, that help the, the, the less fortunate, the Tree of Life Church is one of the first four or five names that come off their, off their lips to know that Christ is here and that we are here. And so if you're, if you're interested in learning more about the community engagement ministry, my wife Shalene and I will be downstairs. Uh, in the fellowship hall following service we got some flyers we can hand out to you describing more about the ministry we'll have a sign-up sheet where you can sign up to be a part of the team and when we have uh engagement opportunities coming forth we'll reach out to you email you call you and let you know about those so that we can be a light to the world and plant that seed thank you Pastor. um just to add on just uh one thing to what dan said um this ministry is so so important and so rewarding in so many ways 
Um, and just to give you an example, uh, we did what uh, Dan mentioned, Paint the Town, for a couple years in a row with an organization in Cincinnati. Um, and they had several very large organizations participating in that, like Chick-fil-A and um, these really large companies, Hobby Lobby, they all sponsored these houses. And we were the only church out of probably 50 different organizations to volunteer to do that, to sponsor a house in a community to be painted and refurbished for a needy family. And I can't tell you the number of people that could not believe that we were the only church out there doing that. So it does make a difference. We do make a difference when we do things like that. Thank you so much, and we look forward to meeting you in the fellowship hall. Well, with uplifted hands, let's receive this in Jesus' name. All across this building, let's receive this in Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord is working in this place. We talk about needy families. Needy families have, are, are, are spread across the greater Cincinnati Metroplex. God has positioned us as a tree of life. That's not just a name to sound fancy. This, that's a name in order to, to identify ourselves as leaves of the tree of life for the healing of the nations. Could you just lift your hands to the Lord and ask God, Lord, show me. Show me how I can be a blessing. Show me how I can minister to somebody. Put somebody on my heart right now. Put a ministry on my heart right now. In the name of the Lord, come on, in Jesus' name. We're going to sing unto the Lord. If you want to come to the front, you're welcome to the, come to the front. If you want to stand right where you are, let God call you right now as a missionary to your city, as a missionary to this city in the name of the Lord. We're not just here to take up space. We're here to do a work for Almighty God, preaching the gospel to every creature, reaching, reaching, reaching. You are the answer to many people's prayers in our city. In the name of the Lord, come on, let's lift up our hands and our hearts and our voices unto God right now and let the Spirit of the Lord move in this house. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Receive your
the Lord is laying something on your heart right now. And, and we're about to go, and, and you can go if you need to, but before you do, I just want you to pray on whatever the Lord has laid upon your heart. The Lord has laid a person on your heart, or the lay, Lord has laid a need upon your heart. A need that you have observed, and it's troubled your spirit. Don't let it just trouble you. Let it get a hold of you. See that you are the solution. See that God has anointed and empowered you to be a blessing in that situation. And pray over it right now. I'm going to tell you, when the people begin to pray, when the saints begin to pray for the Lord to have his way, the glory of the Lord will come on down. All across this building, I want us to lift our voice in prayer upon that person that the Lord has laid upon your heart or upon that need, for that need that the Lord has laid upon your heart. Right now, in the name of Jesus, from front to back, from side to side, let the Lord lay it upon your heart and speak it forth right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Speak it forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the need may be, speak it forth in the name of Jesus. Whoever that person may be, speak it forth in the name of Jesus. Right now, all across this building, Lord, I speak their name. Lord, I speak this name need whatever the situation is in Jesus name Lord anoint me anoint me right now Lord anoint my words anoint my words and my actions oh God in the name of Jesus Christ let me be the vessel that you have promised I am in the name of Jesus remove inhibition remove fear let me be doubtless going forth that I will be doubtless coming again bringing sheaves with me in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you come like a flood, like a flood.